don't wait. You can always change those things. You can always add on promo photos. You can always level up. In fact, I think you should be always, you know, leveling up your branding, your business, your marketing, your website. I I don't think those things ever stop in a way. Nope. So just hire people to make it a little easier. (laughs) Exactly. So you might as well just like go for it. Welcome to the Life Coach Baker Podcast. I'm Nicole Baker, life coach for perfectionists who want to set goals and actually follow through with them. I went to my first personal development seminar at the age of one. Yes, I was quite literally born into this industry. But by 15, I started to implement this mindset mumbo jumbo I'd heard so much about and it worked. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I've been able to set goals that are way out of my comfort zone and achieve them by doing things imperfectly, without self-judgment, and without the fear of their opinions. And now I help others to do the same. So if you are capital D done feeling like a hostage to this a-hole called perfectionism, then this show is for you. My goal is for you to leave each episode with tactical action steps that you can start to implement in your life Now, I may be in my 20s. I may have the voice of a sassier Cinderella, but I've been doing this personal development-ish since I was a toddler. So let's dive in. What is up, my sweet friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast. This one is another audience request, and I'm so grateful that you guys requested this episode. Um... Because when I started thinking about what does it take to go full-time in your business, I started thinking about the things that I did and like things that, things that helped me out. But then I was like, you know what? Like I want someone on the show who really mastered, I don't say that lightly, mastered this business stuff rapidly and in a way that was so authentic and so beautiful to who they truly are. And of course, my mind immediately went to my previous client and dear, dear friend, Lauren Urso, who is the voice teacher for like, she's amazing. I I don't even have words to describe how amazing this woman is. She's the creator and CEO of Your Authentic Voice. And I, I just could not be more grateful to have her on today. A little backstory about Lauren. Lauren Urso is a voice teacher and owner of At Your Authentic Voice. As a voice teacher, she works with creatives who are looking for a judgment-free and process-oriented approach. Beautiful. I love it. As an entrepreneur, she scaled her business from a single client to fully booked with international roster of students by showing up authentically and imperfectly. I... I have no words other than I just need you guys to hear this episode. So without further ado, please welcome the incredible, authentic, beautiful, kind-hearted Lauren Urso. Lauren Urso, welcome, you sweet angel, to Life Coach Baker podcast. Just bear, 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 bear. <laughs> <laughs> I could cry. Um Obviously, not everyone has the the background of who you are as close as I do. So I want everyone to be on the same page. Who are you and what do you do? 
So like you said, my name is Lauren Urso. I'm a voice teacher and an entrepreneur based out of Dallas, Texas. I own a virtual voice studio called Your Authentic Voice that our dear, sweet Nicole Baker helped me set up and get on its feet. And um, yeah, I specialize in singers that are looking for a judgment-free and process-oriented environment. And I mostly work with millennials and young professionals all across the country. And I even have some international students as well. Ooh, that's new. That's exciting. I know. It's crazy. Oh, I... I, I I like 15 questions just came to my mind, but I want people to first hear because you just went full time in your business last July, right? Yes. And you know what's crazy is a year ago this Thursday, so mm-hmm. two days from now, a year ago is when I started my Instagram account for your authentic. Shut up. Oh Can my gosh. So yes, it's been a year since I like started to really climb towards full-time. And then I've been officially full-time since pretty much July 1st of 2021. So that's been about like nine, 10 months, not even a year of full-time just yet. (laughs) And you have been taking on the world. Like it is amazing the things that you've built in nine months. Oh my God. Oh man. Well, I want to, I want to kind of rewind back. I want to go way back to the beginning, even pre your authentic voice. Cause so many people listening have this idea of like, or this nudge even of like, uh, if only I started this, or if only I could do that kind of starting a side hustle, but haven't taken the jump yet. What was your jump? Like, how did, how did that go? So, um, I, I went to school for acting. Um, For those of you that don't know, I went to school with Nicole. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Um, And I moved to New York to be an actor, did that whole thing after graduating. And um, my junior year at college, I had taken a vocal pedagogy class that got me into teaching. We had to teach practicum students and I just did it as a requirement for my degree because I had to, and I didn't even really know that I liked it or that I was any good at it until I did it. Um, And then I always kind of had students on the side after that. Not a ton, but I stuck with some of my practicum students. I um, was working with a, a music school on the side. Um, that I was getting students from just a few here and there just to like make some money and and do all that. So it was a side hustle for years, Um, like literally since like 2016. Oh my gosh. And um, again, never too many students, Um, you know, really at any given time, it was never like more than five. Like it was a small, small, small thing. And um, then the pandemic happened and I had moved back to Dallas at that point. I had kind of hung up my New York actor chapter and was ready for something new. And I came home um, to Dallas where I'm from and I had a full time sales job um, on the side, like, you know, doing that and kind of teaching on the side here and there still. Um, but I felt how I feel like 
a lot of actors do this question of like, I just, I want to be creative and I want to be around creatives and how do I do that? And how do I make money doing that? And am am I always going to have to work at a sales job? Am I always just going to have to like do this 40 hours a week and kind of get what I can do little shows here and there have students on the side is, is this kind of my life? And So I decided to take the leap in January of 2021 and the leap meant I'm going to post on Instagram that I'm teaching lessons. Yeah, That's all it was on my personal account. I hadn't decided at that point that I was going to make a business name. I hadn't decided I was going to make a business Instagram. I just was like, you know what? Let's just see. Yeah. And so I posted on Instagram just one thing, one picture of me and one thing about, you know, I'm I'm a teacher. I'm looking to work with singers who, you know, XYZ are looking for these things. This is my focus. This is what I'm really passionate about. And about a week later, my high school choir director reached out to me and was like, hey, I want to bring you on as a con contractor to teach my high school students. So I went from like one student to about 25. Oh, I week. forgot about this. Oh my gosh. Right? And I loved it. I mean, yes, I was teaching voice lessons at 7:45 a.m. But <laughs> this voice is warmed up at 7:45. Those poor high schoolers. I'm like, oh my babies. Um, oh god. But that was like, it was so huge to me because I was like, oh my gosh, I just posted one time, one like kind of half-ass post of just like, let's just see how it goes, like. I'm craving to be more creative. I hadn't really worked out in my brain what that would mean with my current job. I hadn't really, you know, planned. I hadn't even had the dream in my heart yet of I'm, I want to quit that job. I like, I hadn't even gotten there yet. I was just like taking these small steps. Um, and it just really felt like the universe responded and was like, okay, you want that? all right, here you go. go. So I did that for a bit. um, And that was a temporary thing just to um, work with them on some competition pieces for about two months. And that just really kickstarted things. I was like, okay, I, I'm ready to like go down this path. Um, I kind of worked it out with my work, what that would mean timing wise and kind of, you know, made a plan just at that moment, what that would look like, kind of cutting back some things, changing some hours here and there. And luckily they were flexible with me in that. And then March, March, 2021, we started working together. Gosh, yeah. Oh my gosh. And, you know, I could talk forever about just all the things that you helped me really logistically think through and line up because there are a lot of questions of just like how I think it's the interim that's so confusing of like, I know where I am now and I know, I know what I'm doing now. And there was this thought of like, I could do this. I could work 
35 hours a week at a random job that I don't care about, that I'm not passionate about, but it's paying the bills, and I could do my passion on the side. Mm-hmm. I could just sustain that. I could do that forever. Do I want to? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> and then there's that other side of like, okay, I can see a world in which I'm doing this full time. It's just how how do I get there? And you were yeah. so helpful um, with that. And that all started in March, that like real overlap. Yeah. Um, and there was a big overlap period that it was really hard to balance. And I think a lot of the work that we did at the beginning was logistically, but also just like, how do we get through this? So you don't burn out. So you're not working 60 hours a week and you get to a point where you are just like, can't even function as a person. Um, so, you know, that those first steps looked like getting my, your authentic voice Instagram Mm -hmm. started, starting to build that community on Instagram, which was huge. I started to really follow other teachers that I almost treated like a a mentor and like a peer in a sense. And that was huge for me to really invest in that and invest my energy and time into building those relationships with people who had done the same thing that I want to do. Um, and really identifying like, who is my ideal client? Are they, how do I get to them? What do they need to hear right now? Just all of those incredible things that I was really trying to keep in mind at the beginning to help me grow. Um, And then kind of the perfect storm happened in the summer. I, my studio was growing. I got to a point where I, there was like a point of no return of like, if I take on one more student or if one more student contacts me, I would have to turn them away because I just don't have enough time. So do I want to say no to that? Or is it time for me to say no to the job that I've been desperately wanting to say no to forever? Yeah. Um, And I think you did just such an incredible job of really helping me find that balance between being logical and being brave. Because there's like both pieces of that. Oh my God, yes. (laughs) And I remember telling you, like, Nicole, this feels like such a leap. Like, this feels like such a scary leap. And you would be like, yeah, in a sense. But, like, we've talked about, like, exactly the markers that you feel like you need to reach to feel comfortable doing this. And you've already reached them. Now it's time surpassed to them. I feel like yeah. you well past surpassed them. Yeah. And I, I think that was so huge because you... Like we set those markers with so much like clarity and intention and logic, you know, there's so much that went into figuring out like, what's the number I need to hit of students where I feel like I could let that other job go and be okay and, and go forward. But there was that like fear when I reached that of like, oh crap. Now, yep, I gotta now go. it's time. <laughs> like, 
the, the rubber has hit the road. It's time to go. Yeah. Time to do it. So, um, yeah, that happened in the summer, that mm-hmm. just final push of it's time. And it's crazy because I really thought that would happen closer to like the end of the year. Like that was kind of, I think that was the projection. Uh If I remember correctly, one of the things that really exploded your, your mission, your, your, um, the voice you wanted to provide in this world was starting that Instagram, you speaking so clearly, so directly to your ideal client, to your ideal, um, community basically. And you went hella viral, like super viral. And I want to highlight this because I think it's really important. A lot of people think that going viral is a fluke, or they think that, um, people just like pop out of the ground and suddenly they have like a super successful business. You started in 2016. That buildup is like, it's like little teeny tiny temperature climbs until you finally got to like 33 degrees when like ice starts melting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I really like to highlight that because people never talk about the, the, the lead up that journey, that lead up to it. And something that I think is so beautiful about your journey, Lauren is from the get-go, it was focused on community. It was focused on service. It was focused on like, how can I serve the greater community for the better? And I think that's another reason why you escalated so quickly is because people felt that heart center that you just have pouring out of every orifice you have in your body. And it's just, it's so beautiful. And it's unfortunately not as, um, universal as, as many of us wish it is, but it's not, it's not something that if you don't have, you're screwed. Like it's something that you can learn and adapt, but like you've had it from the beginning and that's just been so beautiful to watch. Oh, I appreciate that. I mean, I really, I really think the reason that, things have accelerated so much in the past year, year and a half for me, as opposed to the, whatever, three, four, five years prior to that was I, and I, I told you this story as well. I had a student that I was working with that just so aligned with the type of work Mm -hmm. that I wanted to do more than any other student I had ever worked with. You know, I I would come home from college and work with some middle schoolers that just like wanted to sing some random pop songs and like whatever. And like that was fine. I didn't hate that by any means. But I had met this student that really, really wanted to explore their voice in a deeper way with such a perspective on how singing can be healing and singing can be such a um, tool for self-expression and personal development and all of those beautiful things. And when they talked about that and that being their goal, a light bulb just went off in me. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is what I want to do. That's the type of person I want to work with. That's how I see singing for myself. I didn't know how to really verbalize it before they did, but that's it. And that's the lens that I chose to show everything on Instagram and, and really like follow that trajectory with my business. And I still hear that all the time when I have consultations, people mention like, 
I see in your bio, you say where vocal health meets mental health. And I love that. Like almost everyone mentions something like that. Or like, I saw it's brilliant. (laughs) It's brilliant. (laughs) And like, you know, I'll have people be like, well, you like popped up on my page. You had this reel about, and you said X, Mm -hmm. this thing that I'd never heard a voice teacher say before, or never like thought about it that way. Um, and it was just getting really clear about that in a way that's not just like, I teach voice lessons to people of all ages and all backgrounds and all levels. It's like, okay, yes, I do, but there's something else that's like really, really specific that I offer and that I, that I want to do. And I think you really helped me pinpoint that. And I think that's been a huge reason why I've grown and been able to go full-time and been able to reach the type of students that I want to work with. Well, and I, I truly think that so much that comes from, cause there's a lot of business owners that are just on social, on podcasts, on, on the media of somehow of some, somewhat and saying like, I do this, I do this, I help this, I help this, I help this. And it's like, we forget in business. It's not fucking about us, period. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's all about you. It's all about what can I provide that helps you get from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. And you started really explaining that from the beginning and in ways that are so clever and fun and cute and like, just so like, not typical, like, right. And it's, but it's never like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's always right. from like a, yeah, I'm damn good at what I do. Cause you're phenomenal at what you do, but it's always from a place of service. Yeah. And I, I really think that that is such an important part of business because when you come from that place, very rarely does this feel like work. Yeah. Like, obviously there's administrative shit and you're like, I really don't want to do, you know, QuickBooks right now. But like, there's also like, there's so yeah. much when you see that transformation, when you get that text from a student that says like, oh my God, I just hit that note. I never thought that was possible. And I, I obviously won't speak for you here, but coming from a performance background, there's a lot of unpleasant connections. I'll put it lightly with having it be a profession, having it be in a very pressure cooker environment where it's like you hit that note or you're not enough. Like, and I think that a lot of people come out of those environments, which I know you work with a lot of those types of people now come out of those environments. I'll, I'll phrase it almost like this, like having almost like a PTSD in voice lessons and like having this like tense and this, like, I need to be perfect. I need to be enough. And you never have that in your in your studio from, I've, I've never been a student of yours, but from being your coach and from stalking your Instagram every day, cause you're fucking phenomenal. Um, <laughs> you know, like having, you've never came from that point and that's just been so beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. Almost everyone I work with has some horror story about a voice lesson or a teacher or a class that they took. Um, And I see the way in which that has really stuck. And it's been a mission of mine from the get-go of like, I'm not going to be a horror story for any of these people that I work with. Like, I just refuse. Um, it's, It's not worth 
creating an environment that really pressures someone to like achieve, achieve, achieve. Yeah. And like you works, you work in this industry, right? That like yeah. us being working harder and like trying super hard isn't going to like create the results you think it will. And voice lessons is the same way. Being yeah. an entrepreneur is the same way. It's it's a constant theme in my life. Um, <laughs> it's almost like it's a lesson I need to learn. I was going to say that sounds very universal. <laughs> um, but yeah, that like that that is not important. What's important is that you are being viewed as a whole person, and you're being respected. And we have empathy. We have compassion. We have fun, we have play, like all of those things. And it's such a, it's so cool because it does mirror itself in my lessons and in my business. It's, they're so interwoven. It's just amazing. so true. There's not a day goes by where I'm just like, oh, a client, like we're going through this with a client. It's like, you know, I should probably learn that too. Or like, I should probably like implement that right now. And it's like, it just shows like, even you as the mentor, you as the coach, you as the teacher, no one's perfect. No one's got it all taken care of just because you're in that role. Doesn't mean you have like all those chops. It just means you know, the signs for them and you know, the tools of how to get out of them. And I think it's important to realize that sometimes, because I think that there's moments where it's like, I know, um, when you and I were working together kind of towards, uh, towards the end of last year, talking about like showing up on your Instagram, singing a little bit more. And it's like, wait, this is out of your comfort zone, but you really just like, you said, nope, if it's out of my comfort zone, that means I got to do it. And that was so beautiful. But, um, it kind of goes back to that. Like, you know, if, if we're in this, if we're in this industry showing up as imperfect and even in those leadership roles, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's been a huge thing for me being my own boss and showing up online and marketing myself. There's so much imposter syndrome of like, You know, and I've I've thought a lot about like what what would I have to achieve? Who would I have to be to not feel imposter syndrome? And I don't I I I don't know if there's ever an end. It doesn't matter how many degrees I would have. I think I would always feel like I'm something's missing or someone's gonna think that I don't know what I'm talking about or whatever. Um and so it's been kind of like a feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, you know, I've been really scared to be really open about my age with my business. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you feel this way, but especially like as oh, a yeah. young woman, like I just, and I've started to just, you know, who cares? Whatever. Yeah. It's who I am. You know, I'm 26 years old, 27 years old. I just had a birthday. <laughs> A couple weeks ago. Forgot when the birthday was and then you forgot the age. Oh my gosh. 27, you know, I I don't claim to know everything. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if I don't know everything. It's okay if I'm I'm constantly learning. Um I I don't I don't claim to know everything. And so it's okay if I show up imperfectly or if I'm not for everyone. That's okay. 
that's totally fine. And I think that's way easier said than like truly internalized and believed, but that's been a huge thing for me from the get-go of deciding to show up online and deciding to show up and market myself as this is what I do. I am good at this. And to like say that is really brave. Yeah. Um, because there might not be people that totally agree and that's okay. They're not my people. That's all right. Um, so yeah, like really fighting that imposter syndrome and being brave. One of the best pieces of advice that I ever heard was like, you don't need to be the biggest expert, the best in your field. You just need to know two or three steps ahead of who you're wanting to work with. And if you know those two or three steps, you can guide them to that next level that they're wanting. And it it's so true because even though like if someone's like, I need help with blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm not really an expert in there, but with my knowledge and the database that I have inside the noggin, I can be like, but I'd go here. And they might not even have thought of that person or that, that section or that resource. And I know it's very similar for you because like, while, you know, you might not know one type of thing, you have so much knowledge and so much resources in this field that you have a lot more connections, a lot more of those spider webs that you can just like pull from. Mm -hmm. And people forget how knowledgeable, how useful, how, how like a diamond that is. And people forget like that's, that's specific. That's, that's something that can, can be built a business around is like you just having that knowledge that someone else might need. There's a great quote that says, um, take someone who has decades worth of knowledge and turn it into your days. I'm totally butchering it, but it's something like that. Well, and that might be decades, but like years and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours that can be turned into someone's minutes. Right. And it's so important. Are you running around trying to achieve your goals, but feel like you're accomplishing nothing and making no progress? Or are you approaching every task on your to-do list with the urgency of a house fire causing you to burn out quickly? Or are you beating yourself up because you're not where you want to be and you're constantly telling yourself you're behind? Or are you overwhelmed by your big goals and it's causing you to procrastinate on what you really truly want? If I just added you in any way, hear me on this. You are not alone. And it's for those exact reasons why I created Goal Smasher, my step-by-step technique to help you set clear goals, create and implement an overwhelm-free plan, and learn the secret for keeping your motivation high and consistent. And now, Goal Smasher is live and available to everyone. By the way, this is the exact technique that has led my clients to starting and going full-time in their dream businesses, being featured on top publications, hitting record-breaking monthly revenues, going from unemployed to making over six figures, losing 80 pounds in under a year, moving across the country to their dream state, receiving their doctorate, making healthier lifestyle choices that add up to big energy boosts, and so much more. With Goal Smasher, you will get a crystal clear plan for what you want. Create a strategy on exactly how to get there. 
Plus, you'll learn the secret sauce for how to stay motivated and fulfilled, not just until you reach the finish line, but throughout the whole process. The best part, Goal Smasher is a tool you can use over and over and over and over again with each new goal you have. Goal Smasher is available now. Check it out by going to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash goal smasher or click the link in the description. Now back to the episode. Well, I want to, cause we have so many newbie entrepreneurs or really like on, like we were talking about earlier on that cusp of entrepreneurs and what did my question for you is pretty straightforward. What advice would you have for them? If someone's maybe like right on that cusp of posting on Instagram, Hey, this is my business. Or like, they want to make sure it's an absolute perfect post or my personal favorite. I have to make sure I have the website. I have to make sure I have all these things in order before I press post, which is not true. Um, but I'd love to hear what your advice would be for them. Well, here's the deal. If we're being totally candid, which we are, because we're on Life Coach Baker podcast. <laughs> I've been full-time in my business for, you know, we talked about 10 months or so. Um, I have a full roster. I'm doing fine. I've been doing fine. I've been doing great. My website is a mess right now. It's actually one thing I'm working on right now and I'm hoping to get it out. Um, who knows in the next few weeks is kind of, is the like very nebulous goal here. Um, if I would have waited until my website was perfect, I would have missed out on the past year of my life that, that has been my business. And you know, I deserve to show up in a way that I'm proud of. And so I deserve it to myself to like work towards making content and my website and like having everything the way that I want it to be. Um, And I know that, but there's also so much value in showing up. Perfect is the enemy of done, right? That like beautiful quote. Um, So, so that's my first thing that I would say is like, it doesn't have to be perfect. And it's been a lot of work over the last year because many times it has felt like I'm kind of building the plane midair that like (laughs) you, you just, you start the Instagram and then you're like, oh, well, I don't have any cute pictures. So okay, let me get Hayden, my fiance, to take pictures of me outside. And, you know, it's not like the cutest promo photos that have ever been taken in their life, but they work. And then a few months later, when you are in a place to take those promo photos, do it. Great. Do it then. But don't wait. That has never been... I've never had anyone tell me, like, Mm, I decided not to go with you as a voice teacher because your pictures weren't perfect. <laughs> I, and I love that you phrase it like that because in our heads, it's like, well, no one's going to do that. Like, no one's going to pick me because I don't look professional or whatever. And it's so no one on their plant on this planet has looked at me and said, you know what? You have a typo on your website. And therefore, I decided not to go with you. Like, no one. <laughs> like. Right. Exactly. And like, but what I have gotten is I've had people say, 
I knew I wanted to work with you because it seems like I, I feel like I know you from your Instagram. Ooh, yes. Because I post stuff about, yeah, I post stuff about my business, but I'll post stuff about my day and checking in and blah, blah, blah. And I'm an absolute dork in some of my reels and like, whatever, like that's been a part of the process for me is I want to show up and show someone that I'm someone they want to work with for an hour a week that I like, I, you want to hang out with me. I, you want to listen to the way that I explain things that there's value in that. Um, so yeah, that would be my biggest thing is don't wait. You can always change those things. You can always add on promo photos. You can always level up. In fact, I think you should be always, you know, leveling up your branding, your business, your marketing, your website. I I don't think those things ever stop in a way. Nope. So just hire people to make it a little easier. (laughs) Exactly. So you might as well just like go for it. Yeah. yeah, that's my biggest thing. I I mean, you had asked me, like, if you could go back and change anything, what would it be? It would probably be to start earlier. Yeah. But what was stopping you from starting earlier? Was it, like, lack of clarity or? I think so. And I think I was really hung up on the how. Like, how am I going to do this? How Ooh, will you talk that out? Because that is one of my favorite, <laughs> one of my mm-hmm. favorite subjects. Please mm-hmm. talk that out. Ooh. Yeah. And like, I mean, a lot of the work that we did at the beginning was like really nitty gritty of like, what do you need to make in a month to feel mm-hmm. to feel stable? What does that look like? What do you feel like? What do you need to price yourself with rates? What does that look like? Um, where, you know, what messages do your ideal clients need to hear? And how do you start speaking to that on Instagram? Just like truly showing up that way. Um, yeah. And I think there was some fear in there's a mindset shift that had to happen between like, okay, here I have this full-time job with full benefits and I'm about to be self-employed. Like, what does that even look like tax wise? What does that look like for health insurance? What are my parents going to think? Are they going to think I'm absolutely insane for like ditching this other thing to hope and pray that people want to sing with me. Um, and it didn't feel like a hope and a pray at some point you, there is a proof of concept where you're like, this is totally like people are messaging me. People are signing up for consultations with me. People are emailing me. Like there's a proof of concept here. Whatever I'm doing now is working. I'm going to keep doing that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was like a mix of logistics and mindset. Yeah. What made the, the mindset part kind of click in? Cause I remember so distinctly, I think it was a Voxer session we had where it was like right before submitting to the full-time job, like, Hey, this is a no-go, but there was a massive energetic shift in you, Lauren, 
what happened there? I'm curious. I think it was just really remembering the type of life that I want. Yeah. And that meant being in charge of my own schedule, being my own boss. That meant working with creatives and artistic people and being paid for that. And me sticking with that sales job was getting me farther away from that. Um, And it was really just really trusting that. And I think too, I had to work through a lot of subliminal messages about like starving artists. Like, like who am I to live an abundant life while being an artist? Because we're, we're told that like, you got to struggle and it's a hustle and it's hard and like, and it's admirable if you do. Right. Oh yeah. Um, You know, that like rice and beans, just like really hunker down and like, and so, and that was part of it. And like really getting um, precise on my rates and Mm -hmm. what that would look like. I'm really working that through in my brain of like, no, like everyone deserves to be compensated for their skills. Yeah. At the bare minimum, that's like bare minimum. And everyone deserves to live abundantly. And this is the way in which I can do that. And I can do that by serving others. And, um, yeah, that was, that was a big thing of like, I think I was taught that, you know, like doctors and lawyers get to make a lot of money and everybody else. Good luck. Yeah. And being an entrepreneur has really like challenged that for me mm-hmm. that like we we deserve we all deserve a beautiful abundant life. Oh, I see that so often with going into that nitty gritty with business owners. And I'm not going to say always, but a good 99% of the time with women business owners, when we sit down and really like, okay, how much do you want to make in a month? Throw out a number. Great. Okay. That sounds good. Let's divide it with the number of students or clients or whatever you want to have. Okay, great. This is how much you need to charge per purchase or per um, service. (gasps) Oh my God. Like, no, I I can't, I, I can't do that. Like I don't have X amount of degrees. I don't have X amount of followers. I don't have X amount of cloud. I don't, I don't have all these different things and they talk themselves down Mm -hmm. and it's like, Whoa, like come back, come back to me. Like, hold on. That's how much you want to make in a month. This is like, we're just looking at numbers. I want to be a gentle observer here. We're, this means nothing about your worth. This means nothing about your intelligence. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but like, there's this immediate, I'm not enough. I can't do that. I can't charge people. Like, I'll, I'll be greedy. I'll be um, so on and so forth. And it's like, no, that's so not true. And I know back when I was working just with performers, I had a very similar mindset. I was like, they're struggling artists. I can't charge them like a normal coaching fee. And I drove myself and my finances into the ground because I couldn't keep up with the work. And finally I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this with this mindset. So a lot of things had to shift, but like, 
I see that so often with pricing. How did you finally be like, nope, this is what I'm pricing? Because I know you have some beautiful financial goals in your business. And I think that is always good to talk about. Yeah. Because especially for women, it's so important. Yep. Well, I think it helped that... I mean, my rates have changed so much in the last Mm -hmm. six years. Um, And it's so interesting to me because, you know, when I was working for someone else, teaching voice lessons for them, I mean, you're getting so underpaid, so, so underpaid. And that was a huge thing for me creating my own business because there's, I had sent my resume to other, what I would call like strip mall music schools, you know, where you could go for like guitar and voice lessons, like those types of places. I had sent my resume and I had heard back that, you know, they were super interested in me and this was the rate. And I was like, the heck? Like, this is a specialized skill. Like, what What in the world? So yeah. um, anyway, all that being said, I have, I've charged, I've undercharged before mm-hmm. in my life. And I've been underpaid. And there's nothing worse than knowing no. that you're being underpaid. That's the worst way to show up. It's not enjoyable. You're not able to serve in the way that you want to, because in the back of your mind, you're like, well, I'm not getting paid enough for this. So, yeah. Well, and And I also feel like you're trying to everything. Exactly. I was going to like you, since you are so at capacity with like, let's say you have 15 students, you're getting underpaid for all of them, but you're wanting to take on more, but you're so fucking tired because you're also having to have a side job. And it's just like, you are doing your customers, if we're going wide branch, you're doing your customers a disservice by undercharging because you're not able to show up as a whole human. If you're stressed about money, if you're stressed about income, if you're stressed about like X, Y, Z, you're not able to show up as the best version of you, which is what your customers, your clients, your service, people who are getting your services need. Right. So you are doing them a disservice. Also, there's a huge shift in who you attract and how seriously they take it when it's a little bit out of their comfort zone. I'm going to say it. (laughs) No, it's such an energetic match. And we had talked about this, this, I think this was a theme that maybe you had talked about with, um, I think her name is Amber that you had on your podcast. Yes. She's a financial coach that like you're, Money is energetically aligned. Um, And that was part of it. So like when I was undercharging, I was, I was, um, what was it called? Advertising on Facebook. And I was obviously undercharging and I was getting a lot of young students, like elementary Mm -hmm. school. You know, I would have like one of my friends of my mom's be like, oh, my my niece wants to take voice lessons. And then I'm like, well, why is that? One, because I'm advertising on Facebook. And two, because, <laughs> because I'm charging elementary school voice lesson rates. Mm-hmm. But there's something to be said about my new rates that are like, yeah, I work with young professionals. I work, yeah. I work with people who pay their own bills. 
and that like are in charge of their own finances because this is a different level. Well, and you take voice lessons, I feel like as an investment, like this is like an investment in your craft, which right. is so important and right. worth investing in. And a lot of people in your community see that investment as so freaking worth it. Right. Well, and I, I think it helped to see what other teachers were charging, like Mm-hmm. Some of these New York voice teachers charge 300 an hour Ooh. and have, I mean, it's insane and have like a, a Broadway credit or two on their resume. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, good for them. They're getting yeah. money They're Like that's great for their business. So if they can do that, yeah. what makes sense for me? That doesn't make sense for me personally, but what does $20 an hour doesn't? No. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't no. make any sense. What <laughs> doesn't be a bag of Lauren skin at that point? Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah, at that point. So, you know, really finding that that balance. And I think, I don't know if it's being a woman, I'm not sure if it's. I'm not sure what it is, but I think it should always feel like a little bit of a stretch. Oh, yes. Because we're usually used to underselling ourselves. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. If it feels like, ooh, I don't don't know. I don't know if I'm worth this. You probably are. You probably are. I get so infuriated by the phrase, like, charge your worth. Because women's worth is already in the gutter. I, I'm, again, this is very general and it's not just women, but generally women. Right. Um, it's already so low. So if you say charge your worth, it's like, uh, I don't know, maybe like 200 a month. And it's like, no, <laughs> like you are worth four grand. Like yes. charge more. But like, it, that's why I like to look at numbers because a lot of the times if we make it so emotional, we're going and money's already so charged, so emotional. If we make it just about like what feels good, it's going to not be sustainable versus I love how you say, if it's just a little bit out of your comfort zone, like I got off a call with my coach not too long ago and we talked new pricing for me. I was shaking after that call. But the next day I was like, yep, that's it. Like that makes so much sense. But like, like visibly shaking almost threw up because it was so scary, but it was a good scary because it was like, I know this makes sense now. And I wish more people did that because we'd be able to go full-time in our business a hell of a lot faster if you actually charged a livable wage for your for your services. Now I get it at the very beginning, starting off, like you got to give a few freebies or you got to give some discounts or whatever to get testimonials, to get those words out, to get those referrals. But there is a very hard stopping point for that. Yep. And a lot of people don't stop there. I want to know what would, what would you say is like the biggest, the, the biggest thing that took you from part-time to full-time, if you had to bear it down to one thing. I mean, it would probably be that moment where I realized that I couldn't take on any more students. Um, But the way that I got there was showing up really consistently. Mm -hmm. Instagram, having a Calendly that people could book consultations with me. 
Um, like really just, even when it's uncomfortable, like advertising yourself as like the resident voice teacher, like all of my, even though I had made like a business Instagram, like being really clear on my personal Instagram, like this is what I do. This is what I'm doing. Um, yeah, I mean, all of my, all of my voice students are either from referrals from friends that know me or have worked with me or have taken voice lessons from me themselves or Instagram. That's the two main things. So me showing up and showing up with your voice teacher energy (laughs) really helped me get to that place where I could, where I could make that, make that leap. Um, I mean, it's hard. It's really hard to pin down that like one thing because there's so much that went into that. Um, but yeah, I think that's like, I, I hope that's the biggest takeaway as people are listening to this, that like, it might be uncomfortable to like brag on yourself or it might even feel like bragging, but it's not bragging. It's you just like talking about your skills or like talking about what you do, (laughs) but which feels like bragging, but it's not Um, that like that is huge. That's a huge step for people to know that that's something you do. I mean, I didn't know you were a business coach until you showed up on Instagram as a business coach, Mm -hmm. right? Like you know, years ago, whenever you like really started to jump into that, then, you know, Hey, I know somebody that does that. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think I saw a study recently. It used to be someone needs to see something about seven times for it to like really stick in their brain. Like, Oh, like Lauren's a voice teacher seven times. Mm -hmm. It's 49 now. That's dumb. (laughs) Like it's 49. But because like, I mean, if we think about it, how easy is it to just scroll through TikTok and see um, content after content after content after information after information? Our brains don't po- process the same way it did a few years ago, right? It's so much more hyperactive and it's so much more like goldfish now where we have to see something around 49 times. And that's obviously a very vast number and it can be more, it can be less. It depends on the situation, but on average, And that's insane. So a lot of times people feel like, oh my gosh, well, I showed up once and no one's calling. And it's like 49, (laughs) like it needs 49 times. You need to keep showing up. It took, it took me about three years of like, here's what I do. Here's what I do. Here's what I do. Here's what I do to finally hit a full roster because I was also, I didn't have the consistency that you have beautifully, but like it, it really, that makes a huge difference because that's when people start to remember, oh, like like you're saying, Lauren's a voice teacher. Ooh, let's send them to her. Right. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I'm curious because as we, as we're wrapping up this conversation, what would you say now that you're like, cause we're always about like the new level, new devil, right? It doesn't just, you don't just hit a level and you're like, I'm free. I'm happy guru pants forever. What does it feel like now that you've shifted from full-time you've been here for almost 10 months, like we were saying, what are now some of those new hurdles you're looking at? So I had set a goal for myself in January. I was like, this year, I am 
also for people that are listening, <laughs> I'm getting married this year. So there's yes, also another giant thing that's going on <laughs> in my life that I'm planning and, you know, looking forward to. So all of that aside, my goal for my business this year was like, yes, even though I'm going to take off almost a month over the course of this entire year, at least between all of my own wedding stuff, my bachelorette stuff, all of this, I'm still going to set myself up for financial success. I'm going to make the most money I've ever made this year. That's my goal. So that was my goal in January. Here it is. We're in March. And recently my goal is like, I'm going to slow down enough so I can eat three meals a day while I'm seated at a table. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so it's pivoted a little bit. I'm I'm doing great. Like I'm I'm on a really good path. But yeah. I think it's just really important for me right now. The new devil has been like, don't don't live as if you're on fire. Like, yes, we yes, you we can that. show up. Mm-hmm. We can mm-hmm. show up for ourselves. We can like work towards our goals every day. We can set major goals for ourselves. But is that even worth it if I realize at 7 p.m. I haven't had one thing to eat? No, no, Mm-mm. no. Just like slow <sighs> down enough to have some like balance and enjoy the life that I'm working so hard to create. Yeah. Oh, that's where I am now. I want every business owner to adopt this attitude because like one of the number one things people come to me with like in discovery calls or with questions in Instagram or whatever, it's like, I want to reach this goal. I want to reach this monetary goal, this like full-time goal, this client number, whatever goal. And they have not eaten three meals in a day. And I'm just like, you do not have to live like, what was that very viral Kim Kardashian thing? Like, Ugh. Every like everyone needs to like hustle and hustle and hustle. I'm like, stop. Like, no, we're hustling so much. Enjoy your fucking life. Yeah. You only get one and we're young right now. It gets not great with joints and stuff. Like enjoy <laughs> while you have this like limber, wonderful body. Like, and it, you know, and honestly, I, I'm, I say this all with the entire umbrella that I need to fucking take this advice as well. Like, but it just, it, uh, oh, it irks my nerkin so much. So I'm so proud of you. I'm so incredibly proud of you for doing that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's hard to set boundaries as an entrepreneur. I'm sure you never ends. (laughs) You see that with so many of the clients you work with, possibly even with yourself. And, um, Yeah. Yeah. That's been big for me of like, am I being a good boss to myself? Like, cause I would complain if my boss was making me work till 10 30 PM and like, you know, wouldn't let me take a lunch break. I'd be like, this guy sucks. (laughs) I I cannot be that boss for myself. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the new devil of like, I'm going to be my own best friend and my own best boss I've ever had and go from there. Slap that shit on a t-shirt and sell it everywhere. <laughs> I want that. Oh my God. I want that screen from Groove's Tops. Lauren, 
Oh my goodness. You're such a gem of a human. Every single time I have a guest on, I always ask them two questions. And that is first and foremost, how were you imperfect this week? Oh my gosh. I mean, besides every single second of every single day, (laughs) um, give us a highlight. I was imperfect this week. I, I try and post really um, consistently on Instagram with my business. And I posted something this week that I felt mildly okay about and it went great. And it like really resonated with the people I wanted it to resonate with, even though it didn't feel totally perfect to me. It, um, it still got my point across and it reminds me that I don't have to be perfect to show up. (laughs) Oh, Yes. And I want to highlight for people because a lot of people here like, oh my gosh, I have to be posting on social. I have to be posting on social. If your ideal client is on social, then yeah, do that. Make that part of your marketing strategy. If your ideal client does not have time for social media, for example, or is not yet on social media or whatever, don't go to social, go pour your energy into elsewhere. What, one of the things that was so smart about you, Lauren, is when we first started working together, you knew your ideal clients were spending way too much time on Instagram. Yep. And you're like, if they're spending way too much time on there, I want to be on there to remind them of good things. Mm -hmm. And so I want to just highlight that because I think that's really, really important. And then last but not least, um, what is one small step you've taken towards a goal this week? Um, so I have a, I'm meeting with a group of creatives this week for like a little like community hangout, just like, networking and community building. And I'm really excited about that. It feels like a a really good step to take because it can feel really lonely being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. There's some like real um, intense statistics about um, higher rates of depression and anxiety and all of those things in entrepreneurs. And so I think building that community is so important And um, I'm excited to do that um, in Dallas. It's going to be in person here and I'm really excited for it. Are you, are you hosting it or are you just attending? No, I'm good friends with one of the people that's hosting it. So I'm just going to show up as a, as a normal person, but yeah, I'm excited. Oh, that'd be so fun. Lauren, where can people find you? I want everyone to go and just be in your community because it's so lovely. (laughs) Oh, thank you. So my business Instagram is at your underscore authentic underscore voice. Like I said, I'm working on that new website. Um, It will be youraauthenticvoice-studio.com. Hopefully that will be up soon. Maybe by the time this podcast drops, who knows? Probably. That would be the hope. Um, But yeah, Instagram's my main jam. DM me, follow me, my email's on there. Just reach out. I'm happy to answer any questions anyone has. Thank you so much, Lauren. You're a gem. Oh, I adore you. You know those people where whenever you get to talk to them, your heart just swells and glows. Lauren is one of those people. I'm so grateful that she got to be on the episode and got to talk about going full-time and what that process was like. If you guys want to check out her work, if you want to check out her Instagram, which I highly recommend because I know we have a lot of creatives who listen to this podcast, go ahead, click the link in the bio or go to your underscore authentic voice, excuse me, authentic underscore voice on Instagram. She's all up in there. She's incredible. 
As always, an incredible thank you to our producer and editor, Ariel Villafane. This show would literally be impossible without you. You are a goddess on this earth. And as always, please rate and review the episode. For those of you who don't know, on iTunes, if you hit the rate and review button, if you hit that little five star, you know, hopefully, but obviously like do whatever number is authentic to you going in line with the episode. Um, it, it is truly one of the best ways that you can help your favorite podcasts get heard by more people because the more ratings and reviews it has, the higher it goes up on the charts, which means that if people search words like, I don't know, perfectionism, this might be one of the first podcasts that they see. And it helps get the word out there to even more people, which means we can do even more episodes. Win, win, hooray. So if you have not taken just a single moment to do that, it helps so much. And if you really want to go the extra mile, going on to Instagram or your favorite social media platform and sharing this episode and tagging me and Lauren, obviously, um, on there so we can give you a big, big, big hug in virtual return. But until next time, I will talk to you all soon and I hope you're having a incredible day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Life Coach Baker podcast. Don't forget to check out Goal Smasher, my step-by-step technique to help you set clear goals, create an overwhelm-free plan, and learn the secret for keeping your motivation consistent and high. Check it out by going to the link in the show notes or by searching lifecoachbaker.com forward slash goal smasher. Also take a moment to rate the podcast and write a review. It is the best way to get the word out there. Plus you'll get the chance of having your review read on the show. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.